Hello, hello. This is social distancer. This is Pete. So, um, Emily Maitlis is off Newsnight tonight. Breaking news. Uh, well, of course, when you get to hear this in nine weeks' time, you'll think, what are you talking about, boy? Well, yesterday, Emily Maitlis uh, began the show with a summary of where we're at with the coming story, saying he broke the rules and the nation is shocked that um, Bojo Johnson fuckwit Toby Jug prick <laughs> um, doesn't understand the shock of the nation and went on from there without the swearing. I mean, you know, it's, it must be quite difficult for them to keep a straight face, uh, but it is still up on iPlayer and it's on the, the... So basically what's happened here is that Emily Maitlis at the end of last night's show after a kind of one minute summary, which I think is... People are saying it's... Um, you know, it's factual, but it is factual, but of course, it is also her interpretation. You could say that opinion polls show that the nation is shocked, or suggest the nation is shocked, rather than saying the nation is shocked. Okay, so it is all to do with words, obviously. And the words that she wrote, I imagine, and, and presented to us, were, you know, you could definitely, from a kind of Tory point of view, see it as a bit of a dig at Cummings. Now, how the fuck do you not swear every second like I do when describing the shit show all around us in relation to COVID-19, even before Cummings stumbled around like a fucking drunk at a wedding, knocking everything over, knocking vials of COVID-19 over all of the guests, like spewing it up over everyone. You know, there is going to be a second peak and all of those Tory MPs that are, that are supporting Cummings and the Prime Minister, they are responsible for it just as much as anyone else. And these mealy-mouthed, fence-sitting fucking pricks like Savage Javid. Oh, well done, Savage Javid, for saying that it, the trip to Barnard Castle was unnecessary. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Well done, Savage Javid. You're brave, aren't you? They already sacked you, you fucking idiot. You're not Chancellor because of Cummings. And that's the best you can do. Doesn't even say that you should be sacked. Doesn't even say that you should resign. But he does go, is he brave? He said, oh yeah, the trip to Barnard Castle was unnecessary. Yeah, maybe a little bit, huh? But you know, it's the wife's birthday. You see Paddy McGuinness? Is this the trip to Bar? Is this the way to Barnard Castle? That's very good, very funny. Absolute bullshit. You're absolutely right, Paddy. Now, um, so Mateless, you know, even though the um, TV listings and even iPlayer, you know, for tonight's episode, and she herself at the end of the show said, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See ya. Laters. Well, she's been um, replaced by another presenter, Katie Razzle. And Katie Razzle was just uh, tweeting, saying, oh, just to clear this up, Emily hasn't been replaced at all. 
And if she had been, I would certainly not have been the one that would be put in her place because my, you know, journalistic uh, authority and kind of respect for others in the profession is so big that, of course, I wouldn't do that. Um, but it seems a bit of a coincidence because, like, so there's this thing happening in the right wing at the moment on social media, which is totally out of the Trump I mean, it is Trump, basically. It's not... It, it, it's what Trump does all the time. There's a hashtag going around called Scum Media. And so people that are calling the government to account, people like Beth Rigby, people like Robert Peston, people like Laura Kunzberg, people like Adam Bolton at Sky, um, you know, various other... Um, you know, Sam Coates at Sky, Nick Watts at Newsnight, Emily and Maitlis at Newsnight. They've been targeted of like a, you know, it's not just like random, you know, it's a kind of targeted thing where people grab this hashtag and start chasing after these um, journalists that are asking questions. Now, you know, I've been consistent in my calling out the names of journalists that I think are doing a good job, including all of those people, and have spoken about my problems with a couple of them in the past, especially uh, Laura Kunzberg, I was speaking about her the other day. Like, 95% of the fucking shtick that Laura Kunzberg gets is because she's a woman. Like, obviously, that's fucking obvious, yeah? Sometimes, like the other day, on Friday night, I think that, well, basically, I think that, you know, they know in number 10, if you want a story put out and your side of the story put out, then send it to Laura. That's certainly what happened on Friday night when they wanted to rebuff the, uh, the, the revelations about Cummings. Eight minutes after the, the Mirror and the uh, Guardian put it live on their websites, um, uh, Laura Kunzberg was on Twitter saying... You know, a source says, you know, basically that they went to the father's uh, house to be close to family. Okay, which of course then we know the kind of story of the last five days or so, you know. So anyway, having said that, I do think that Laura Kunzberg is in a very difficult position because she's clearly close to lots of people in terms of like MPs. You know, she's got lots and lots of contacts. And she also does a thing that Peston has been criticised for a lot as well, in that sometimes he kind of doesn't filter and report, uh, you know, and reporting is to do with kind of filtering and making judgments about, like, do I kind of, uh, how do I report this to the public? Often, uh, Peston will just kind of say it from the horse's mouth, if you like, and I think that uh, sometimes they can kind of get into trouble with that in terms of, you know, are you too close to power? So, for instance, early on in this crisis, Peston was the first to break the idea of herb, herd immunity. And um, he got a lot of stick out of that because it, herd immunity is obviously a fucking psychopath idea, you know, in terms of a killer virus. <laughs> And there's lots of reasons why herd immunity is just a shit show idea anyway for COVID-19. But that's an example of recently, you know, last couple of months, 
where Peston didn't kind of use his own kind of judgment about, okay, what am I going to do with this bit of information? Because it's, it's, it's all to do with the, you know, obviously the kind of speed of delivery. Well, it's m- mainly to do with that for some of these stories when they develop, you know, the exclusive. Everyone's after the exclusive. Having said that, I would say that generally speaking, we're served really brilliantly by what's fashionably called the mainstream media. And there's some excellent reports coming out. I mean, my own understanding of the seriousness of COVID-19 was like totally transformed from a Sky News report from their, I think it's their health correspondent, I forget the guy's name, but he was in a hospital in Lombardy in Italy, which was like, you know, the kind of the, the worst affected like the epicenter at the time and um you know so an extraordinary kind of transformative report you know and i think day after day after day we're getting really excellent media out of this so it seems slightly coincidental that this kind of scum media thing is around or media scum hashtag is around and then you know durham police they kind of clarify things well they changed their kind of you know what they say they told uh Cummings's father you know and then uh this big campaign against mateless today bbc press uh office put out a statement saying you know we basically she got it wrong and she shouldn't have been broadcasting in that way and now she's off the show tonight you know so it fucking stinks, basically. I mean, that's what it comes down to, it stinks. It'd be really interesting to see like, how they address it or even whether they address it tonight. By the way, Lewis Goodall's report yesterday where he talks about the... Um, the in yesterday's news nights, so that's Tuesday night's news night, Tuesday the 26th of May. Lewis Goodall, he did a great report and it's it talks about the kind of ridiculousness of Cummings's um you know excuses I mean it's easy of course like it's really easy to you know it's like shooting fish in a barrel but it is quite nice when somebody actually takes the time and lays it all out I mean one thing I didn't realize until I saw the report is that Cummings is now saying that his wife didn't have any symptoms okay so she didn't have a cough she didn't have a high temperature. And so you think, well, okay, you you suspect that she's got COVID-19. You know that you're breaking the rules by traveling up there, but you want to kind of um, diminish the, the kind of danger of traveling up there for four and a half hours or whatever it is, five hours in a car with a four-year-old and with two adults. Um, adults that's the one you suspect that she's got COVID-19 even though she doesn't have any of the main symptoms uh, so because of course if she, they did say she had a cough then you clearly think you know well why are you traveling then you know oh well you know, she didn't have a cough so it's this mad Rubik's Cube thing that they've got themselves into this puzzle that they've got themselves into they've got themselves stuck basically and Lewis Goodall said, well, if she didn't have the symptoms, 
then why are you travelling? There's no need to think that you need to be up near where your niece lives, just in case, because she doesn't have the symptoms. <laughs> so that's a good report. Anyway, we'll see what happens with Newsnight later on. Um, today, Boris Johnson, Bojo Boss Bosch, he was up against Yvette Cooper. Didn't go very well for him. Yvette Henry Cooper, that's a, a little um, remark for people who are interested in British boxers from the 1960s. Henry Cooper. This is the kind of podcast you're listening to where somebody says Henry Cooper. Um, so, didn't go well. Here he is. Particular, sir is that uh, my advisor explained uh, I think what Jenny Harris was trying to say was that where there are exceptional difficulties then people needed to, to take account of them and, and uh, other than that I, I don't really know what I can add. No, here's the problem Prime Minister, the reason you are ducking this is because, the reason you're not giving people a straight answer is because you are trying to protect Dominic Cummings, the reason you've sent all of our ministers out to say fudgy things and unclear things is because you are trying not to incriminate Dominic Cummings and you don't want to apologise for him. The problem is that means you are putting your political concerns ahead of clear public health messages to parents who have coronavirus. And the consequence to that is putting your political concerns above the national interest. You are trashing in the words of public advice. Let me put this to you as a precise question. On the way into this crisis, you were criticised for getting a whole series of messages, decisions wrong on shaking hands, on business as usual, on letting Cheltenham go ahead. A, question, a series of those things and 40,000 people are dead. We need you to get this right now. So can you tell us you have a choice between protecting Dominic Cummings and putting the national interest first? Which will it be, Prime Minister? Well, I think uh, my choice is uh, the choice that the British people uh, will want us all to make in bed, and that is uh, as far as we possibly can uh, to lay aside a party political point scoring and to put the national interest first and to be very clear with the British public about what we want to do and how we want to take this country forward. And uh, we come now to an important juncture. We're moving uh, to step. Uh, All right, and then he just talks his bullshit. So there we go. There's Yvette Cooper. Fucking fantastic. Of course she doesn't get it because there is no answer. He can't say yes you must always do what the government says because his chief advisor didn't do that, you know? So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, there's probably a phrase for that kind of question, that kind of MP on MP action, uh, but I don't know what it would be, um, where you kind of know that the guy or the, the, your opponent is going to kind of put their foot in it no matter what. And so, of course, he just talks bullshit, you know. But it's a key concern here. You know, it's not... The, the, the government also are saying, move on, move on. Uh, nothing to see here. People aren't interested on in this political ding-dong. That's how he summed things up. Boris Johnson summed up the ridiculous lies, like day after day after day, lies, 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 from everybody that is supporting and coming out publicly to support... Cummings and Cummings himself and himself of course 
you know, day after day after day about what happened and when. It just doesn't ring true. None of it rings true, like, obviously. And, you know, there's not a controversial thing to say. Lucky I'm not presenting Newsnight. And so, you know, there is... uh, People in the... uh, Like, police commissioners are saying that people in the police are getting in contact with them and saying that they are getting pushback now from the public saying, oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. If Cummins can do it, then why can't I? This is actually happening right now in this country. Probably right, not right now because it's 10 o'clock. Then again, probably is happening right now, you know? People are gathering. Social distancing is collapsing, basically. And there's going to be a massive issue in a couple of weeks. I mean, I hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. But let's see how they've done so far. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Yvette Cooper just said, 40,000 deaths for fuck's sake. You know, 60,000 plus excess deaths. So, you know, track and trace is not in place. Matt Hancock is rolling out tomorrow because they want to kind of change the headlines, you know? But it's not ready. Some of the people don't even have the kind of, like, the basic things set up yet. Sam Coates from the, from the, from Sky is kind of got breaking news on, like, the truth behind Trace, Track and Isolate, you know? But Trace, Track and Isolate will only work if people respect the authority of the government. I'm not talking about whether they're Tory or Labour, but whether they think that the advice they're getting is worth listening to public health advice is worth listening to and throughout all of this you know I don't need to tell you again why it's absolutely like vital a life and death situation for me and for the people that I live with you know extraordinary that we're in this position and that fucking prick can't even say that you know another politician would have used Cummings as an example of this is what not to do. But we don't have another politician. We have this bumbling fucking idiot. Uh, Yeah, it really pisses me off. If you are in uh, part of the country where there's a Tory MP and you disagree with Cummings and what he did and you think that there is a public health risk, you agree with me on this, then, you know, write to the guy, email the guy. Probably is a guy, might be a woman. Email them and, you know, kind of put your concerns to them. Um, And 44 people so far, 44 MPs out of, I think it's 12% I read. So just over 10% of the MPs in the Tory party have got a fucking spine, you know? And all of those others that are sitting on the fence, like Savage Javid, and the other, especially the people that are supporting him, you know, it's on them. It's on them just as much as it's on Johnson, just as much as it's on Cummings. We need to have a secure and watertight test track and isolate system in place before we can get back to anything like everyday life like normal life you know the new normal the app is you know 
where's the fucking app? Hattie Mancock was saying, like, oh, no, 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 no. What we found from the Isle of Wight is that it's really good to do the human bit first. And then later on, you get the app. And the app just supplements it. Because if, for instance, you're on a bus, you don't know the people on the bus. Well, that's fucking so great. We've got this, like, ink, like e- anyway, it's not ready. You know, it's not ready anyway. They're launching at nine o'clock just tomorrow morning, just because Thursday morning, just because they want headlines. That's the only reason why they're doing it. Yeah, they're pushing it forward. Okay, it was supposed to be launched on on June the first. Then Cummings is like you know five days on the front pages. Oh fucking hell! Let's you know what have we got coming down the track? Oh, we've got trace track and isolate. Let's push that forward. That's the only reason it is not ready. And even when it is in place, even if it, when it is ready, if when you do have people phoning you up, well, you know, if you're next to somebody on a 20 minute uh, bus journey, for instance, then you don't know the fucking people on the bus. Like that's the whole point of the app. And the app is not ready. It's unbelievable. So anyway, I feel slightly kind of just really shocked actually by the kind of level of bullshit you know and the idea that the fucking BBC like where is your fucking spine you know unbelievable so we'll see what tomorrow brings but um, yeah it's just not fun being in this situation that fucking fruit loop at the top and his attack dogs going after anyone that um, like gets out of line a little bit, you know? Fuck the BBC. Fuck Durham Police. How dare they think they can fucking think independently and make cogent thoughts without our fucking say-so? You know? They're going to tow the fucking party line. Unbelievable. Anyway, slightly more um, <laughs> depressed uh, episode today. Um, I had I had a pretty good day today. I was waiting in for quite a long time for medicine, but the medicine arrived, which is the main thing, you know, which is good. Um, watched Bojo, which is not a good idea, but um, yeah, it's been alright. Anyway, listen, shorter episode tonight, so well, a little bit shorter. Take care. Thanks for listening. I really, really appreciate you being there and listening to my, you know. Complaints <laughs> and yeah, take care. Thank you. Bye.